1: Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to Earrings Off. As always, um, I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. And we are excited that you decided to join us today. And um, Teresa and I are in pink because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Teresa, how are you doing?
0: I am doing very well today. How about yourself?
1: Well, you know, doing well, a little tired, just a little tired. You know, um, we had to, um, travel for my aunt's, um, funeral and, um, I started to put this, put this under our good news segment, not, of course it's not good news that she passed, but, um, my aunt Roxanna was almost 101
0: and, uh, you know,
1: she lived such a long and, uh healthy life so even though you know it was um you know it was certainly a sad time and and we tried to be there to support her children and the rest of the family but um the good news was that I got to see my extended family Mm -hmm. and um in addition to comforting each other we shared stories about our childhood and we laughed a lot and um Reconnected and at the service, I got to hear some songs that I remember from when I was a little girl, you know, the songs that they sing at funerals to sort of, um, you know, they, they reference and they signify the passing of someone, but they also talk about the hope for the future. So, um, it just sort of took me, took me back. And so it was hey. really um, a good time. Yeah. I,
0: can, I can see that. I mean, it was yeah. a celebration of her life.
1: Oh, of course. I mean, Celebrate. almost 101. What else can you ask for? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I, so. I
0: tell you, um, I just enjoy whenever I go home. My church is an old country church, you know. Yeah. And the same thing, we hear those old hymns and yeah. sing. It's oh, just amazing.
1: Yeah, and it just sort of does something to you. It took me right back when I was yep. a little girl. And right. uh, so it was uh, it was just good. It was really good. So, okay. yeah. yeah. So you're All doing right. well? Yeah. All right. Good, good, good. Okay. All
0: right. Ready to get started? All so to- right. So today, folks, we're going to talk about breast cancer. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, as Lou stated. And it listen,
1: when, when we talk, folks, don't go, yeah, another, yet another topic, another time for us to, to talk about breast cancer. But yeah, uh-huh, it's important. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're going to go there too. So. And
0: you can't talk about it enough, really. You can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. It. yeah. So um, <clears throat> um, admittedly, a breast cancer prognosis prognosis largely depends on the type of breast cancer you have and the stage at which it was diagnosed. The good news is that the prognosis has has um, improved considerably over the years. Mortality rates are decreasing thanks to improved screenings and improved treatment. So okay. We we all, like we said, like Lou just alluded to, we all know about breast cancer, but some of the things that you don't hear talked about a lot, we're going to try to cover today, like early detection and why it's important. We're yeah. going to share some statistics as well as we're going to talk about some of the stigmas around breast cancer and why we should really let those go, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, breast cancer is a complex topic, but understanding the importance of early detection and what to look for doesn't have to be. We need to educate ourselves so that we can help others. And this is for men and women because it can affect, it can impact any of us, right? <clears throat> breast cancer is treatable when it's detected early. When when breast cancer is detected um the earliest, um, while it's in its localized stages, the five-year survival rate is right at ninety-nine percent.
1: Wow! Yeah,
0: right. That's pretty good. Yeah. So that's early that's detection fun. is 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 a big deal. If your breasts look if if your breasts ever look or feel different, you should talk to a doctor right away. Some common symptoms can include the appearance of a new lump or thickening in or near the breast, a change in how the breast or nipple looks or feels in any discharge, particularly clear or bloody. Um, these, these, However, these are not the only signs or symptoms. Any change, any change, any change in the way your breasts look or feel is a reason to schedule an appo- appointment with your doctor right away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Breast, ex- breast self-exams, clinical exams, and mammograms are critical for early detection. Practicing self, uh, breast self-awareness helps you to know the normal look and feel of your breasts to compare any changes against. If you notice a change, um, you can report it to your doctor. It is recommended that women ages 40 and older who have an average risk for developing breast cancer get a mammogram every year. Mammograms can often detect breast cancer before a physical lump is felt. So Lou, I want to share a story right here, if you don't mind. So my my mother is a breast cancer survivor. Mm -hmm. She was diagnosed with breast cancer before she was 40. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And she found her lump herself. She it was a self. She found her lump and went to the doctor, and they did a biopsy, and we found out that it was cancer. Um, so she's still here. She's a survivor, and um, doing very well. But it was due to that early detection and the self uh, breast um, yeah. exams that she administered that helped. Um, helped her in along the, along that way.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, and I have a family member that um, was diagnosed at 32 uh, with breast cancer. And so um, we've certainly had that impact our family as well. And Teresa, I don't know about you, but you know, I got an email notification the other day that it's time for me to schedule mine for November. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I get it, When I know that it's time or I know that it's coming, I just get nervous. It's like, okay. And I don't relax until I get my results. You know, when I'm in there, I'm trying to read the text face to see, did they notice anything? You know, you know how you do is like, can (laughs) I detect something? Because I just want to know sooner than they tell me. But um, But I'm just always nervous about that.
0: Well, yeah, Lou, you're not alone in that, right? It is a real thing. So whether you've had it or had breast cancer or not, like in your case, you're just doing your routine mammograms. Yeah. It, yeah. It, yeah. There is a thing that is, is um, it's common uh, for us to feel a certain type of way because we're anxious about it, right? Yeah. Um, um, there was a woman that I, I saw in preparation for this. I this looked at an uh, interview on YouTube and she, she likens herself to a survive, um, not a survivor, but a veteran because of the PTSD PTSD. associated with having had breast cancer. Right. And so, um, it, 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 it makes sense to me that you have that anxiety and that, and, and and you feel that way. Um, Whenever you go for your breast exam, I get a little bit, I get a little bit nervous, but I don't, you know, because my mom had it before 40 and because I had to start actually having them having breast mammograms before 40, it's kind of a routine for me, right? I shouldn't. I shouldn't take it that easy. But in the beginning, it was quite scary because I automatically thought that the same thing was going to happen to me. The information that we have available now is it wasn't the same back then. Back then, I mean, I literally thought that I was going to lose my mom, you know, Uh, because that's what was happening whenever women um, uh, got breast cancer. But God, yeah. she survived. You know, she survived.
1: Yeah. Well, but I think part of it when I started by saying, "Yeah, we know when you hear breast cancer, you sort of like, okay, yeah, heard enough on that." Because in some ways, I think because uh, with the early detection and the treatment now, it's almost been sort of um, glamorized, or you know, because people, you know, they ring the bell and so many women survive it. That's a wonderful thing, but. Because of that, it's like we've taken our eye off the fact that this is very serious and prevention is key. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I'm
0: I'm glad you said that because going back to that interview that I listened to on YouTube with this woman who calls herself a veteran a breast cancer veteran versus a survivor. She talked about that in her interview. She talked about the fact that everything she'd seen up to then, you know, the support, you know, in the movies, the support, you know, you lose your hair, but you you get a little sick and then you're over it. She said, it's nothing like that. It is serious. She was really ill. Um, She had support. She had a good support system and she was very thankful for that, but she wasn't expecting to be as sick as she was you know that's what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. again that where she got the veteran title versus the just a survivor interesting interesting right right
1: so um teresa let's talk a little bit about the um the stats um Breast cancer mainly occurs in middle-aged and older women, but like you said, certainly a women can be diagnosed um, younger, but the median age at the time of breast cancer diagnosis is 62. Breast cancer is the most common cancer in women in the United States, except for skin cancer. It's about 30% one in three of all new female cancers each year. Um... About two hundred and eighty eight thousand new cases of invasive breast cancer will be diagnosed in women. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. That is uh, a lot. about forty three thousand two hundred and fifty women will die from breast cancer. And now when you think of that number and then you think about the impact on their families, um, you know, their neighborhoods, their communities, um, that's that's um, that's startling. Some variations for in breast cancer can be seen between racial and ethnic groups. I am just not surprised at that. But um, the median age of diagnosis is slightly younger for black women. Like I said earlier, I had a family member diagnosed. I think she was about thirty-two. Um, black women have the highest death rate. From breast cancer. And, um, Teresa, that just, I'm pretty sure that ties into the conversations we've had in the past about, you know, when we go to the doctor, we're not receiving the same level of care uh, that other people may receive. Black women have a higher chance of developing breast cancer before the age of 40 than white women at. Every age, Black women are more likely to die from breast cancer than any other race or ethnic group. Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So advocacy um, for sure is the thing that I want to say about that. You cannot take no for an answer. Or if you have a feeling and that feeling is real and you should not let anyone tell you otherwise. Going back to that same interview that I watched um, with this young lady, she happened to be a black woman and she had to fire her first oncologist because she was experiencing some very real pain. And they were telling her, no, you're not. And (laughs) she's like, I need help. And since you're not going to help me, I'm going to have to let you go and get another doctor. So we have to be willing to have that, those tough conversations and we have to be willing to get a second opinion, third opinion, whatever it is. And we have to ask for it, you know.
1: Well, just you and way. I, yeah, you and I did a podcast. Um, I think it was you are the CEO of your health. That's right. And at the end of the day, you have to be the one um, to advocate for yourself. To know you don't, you may not be an MD, neither am I, but you can read, you can process, you use those same skills in other areas of your life. So don't be intimidated when it comes to your health. You can look up words, you can consult resources, and you can ask questions to make sure what you're reading and what you're processing is actually on point. And there's nothing wrong with that because um I'm sure with no disrespect to medical doctors but if they go into some other areas they too would be confused. So don't be intimidated by that. You that's have right. to take you have to take control of that because that's your life, your health. And so um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So
0: and it, I mean it's a real thing. We need to number 1 know our bodies. We know when we're not well. We should know, right. right? And we know when
1: something feels different. You know well,
0: when it doesn't feel right. Yeah. 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 Very good. So um, was that it in terms of statistics, Lou, that you wanted to share?
1: Yeah. Why? Did you expect me to do more research? Are you trying to say I'm <laughs> laughing or something? That's what I got. Okay. Let's go with that.
0: You are you are so funny. <laughs> I just wanted to give you That's your it. time. Okay. Okay. Man. All right. Stigmas. Okay. Shame or embarrassment surrounding certain topics often kept, keep conversations about women's health in the dark. And this is one of them. For example, a person that has never talked about breast health with someone else might feel like this topic is just too personal. That's an unconscious stigma. They may not know why they don't think it's appropriate to talk about the breast health, but their behavior and or reaction shows that that's a stigma. Mm -hmm. Understanding common stigmas can help empower you for conversations about health, about your breast health. Let's, let's, Let's talk about them. A stigma. This is a stigma. It's too private or embarrassing to talk about my body to others. What do you think about that? Yeah, Another yeah. way to look at it. Yeah. yeah right. Mm-hmm. Another way mm-hmm. to look at it is I will find someone I trust to talk to my doctor, my partner, a friend, a loved one, someone I know that cares about me and, and they won't be, they won't get embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's yeah. another way to look at it. Everyone needs support and encouragement to prioritize their health and seek help when needed, me included. So, just another way to look at it. This is another stigma. Breasts are sexual. <laughs> to me that's funny. Breasts are organs that need medical care like any part of our body, like the rest of our body. So, mm-hmm. Don't think of it as just being, the of it being sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, breasts are part of our bodies. Breast cancer is too prevalent to be afraid to talk about it, right? Another stigma. No one in my family ever talks about breast health. So another way to frame that, I will be the one to change this pattern because my family's health matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And it's particularly important um, that you role model that for younger women, not only in your family, but that you come into contact with, you know, because it's important that we stress the importance of, um, you know, prevention And staying on top of, uh, you know, staying on top of it.
0: Right, right. So that leads me into my next thing to cover, Lou. Uh, Prevention. How can we reduce our risk for breast cancer? Let's talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: limiting alcohol intake. The -hmm. more alcohol you drink, the greater your risk of breast cancer. Maintaining mm-hmm. a healthy weight. If your mm. weight is healthy, work to maintain that weight. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Be physically active. Breastfeed. Now, this was an was a um interesting one to find. I mean, I knew this, but just reading it again, um, breastfeeding is a real thing. Like, yeah.
1: if we, if we it is. Yeah,
0: more people should be. Uh, I mean you know, it's so easy to do that. But of course there are women who have problems, so I don't want to minimize that. Yeah. But yeah. if you are physically able to breastfeed, that's the best thing you can do for yourself and your baby. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then limiting postmenopausal hormone therapy,
1: you know? Yeah. yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is some, um, Good stuff, Teresa, in terms of prevention and the stigmas. And, of course, at the forefront of all of this, the highest priority, of course, just like you said, prevention. But make sure you're doing your monthly exams. And if something feels funny, please don't hesitate to go get checked out. Um, and don't let anybody make you feel like you're worried, worried or any of that just go and get checked out because as Teresa said, the earlier um, you catch it, the better your chances of survival because now, yeah, because now women are surviving. Uh, But again, we don't want to make it sound like that's just a given. You have to do your part. So that's important.
0: Yeah. All right, Lou, we're ready for the next segment. Okay, so What's happening um,
1: in the news. What is happening in the news? Well, Teresa, what I what I noticed is that you know because I took a road trip to the funeral, gas prices are going up. Um, oh my! Yeah, yeah, they're starting to creep back up, and they're talking about uh, going back up in the even more in the next two months. And of course, gas is something that people, you know, they have to get to work, they have to go places. And so sometimes it's hard. You can cut back in other places, but when you have to, you know, have transportation, that's certainly impacting finances for families. So that's what I noticed that's been uh, in the news. Yeah.
0: yeah that is yeah. true i mean just the whole economy and this risk of uh or this talk about inflation has me a bit unnerved so now we did we got a bit of a respite with the gas prices so now we have to couple that with how much groceries cost i mean it's just in it's just crazy right now
1: i mean it is i mean it's it's everywhere in uh the- the groceries when you go in the store and if you pick up something if you're eating out it's just all of that
0: it's yeah. all of it yeah so the the thing that i noticed uh, that caught my eye in the news is um election deniers being on the ballot and what does that mean right so 60% of us when we go to the poll polls we will be having to choose between an election denier and someone else. What what does that mean? Like what is happening? Yeah, and I know. I, I get the whole partisan thing. I get it. I get it. I mean, you know, we all have our beliefs and we're not debating that, right? What we're not I don't want to debate that. But in the end, in the past I mean, we've had very close elections, and ones where we questioned the outcome, but we let it go after it was declared who won or who lost, right? But now,
1: I'm telling you, I I just, I just feel like we just we're in the what is a bizarre world or something. It's just, (laughs) I just cannot, I, I just cannot fathom how we got here, and then I feel like it's groundhog day. I keep waking up and we're still here. <laughs> you know, great. the world has not righted it's You know, we're not back right yet. Yeah. And uh
0: yeah. It won't right itself, I don't know. But guess how many states we have um election deniers on the ballot. How many states have election deniers on the ballot? Guess. Just guess. How many? How many? Just guess. 20 46 46 states have, have election election deniers on the ballot and it that equates to 345 people who don't believe that the election uh the, don't believe the election results 2 years ago <laughs> it was 2 years ago they still feel that way even after all of the news? I mean, but like I said, we're not going to get into the debate, but to me, that feels like democracy.
1: Well, I don't know. Teresa, I told you, I used to work with politicians. I, I know that arena. I don't know if people actually believe that people will say and do anything to be elected. I am going to tell you. And if in their assessment, being a denier means that they are more likely to be elected. People are going to do whatever they need to do to sit in those chairs. And they figure, maybe I'll try to clean that up later. But it's all about getting elected. That, that's well, what that, it is.
0: That really breaks
1: my heart. That is true. I told you before, I have seen it. Um, I've seen I've seen it up close and it's like making sausage. It's ugly. It's, ugly. Yeah, it it's is, ugly. It is. And the sad thing is people who have credibility, who may um, be able to write the ship, who may do some good. People don't want to jump in that arena because nobody wants to join the circus. They just don't. People yeah. don't want to align themselves with craziness. They don't want to willingly do that. And so, um, then, when you don't have good folks who are willing to do that, you leave it to the other folks to run things, and this is where we are. So
0: I know it's so sad, yeah. but again, yeah. another story, Lou, if I will, because it's related. This whole thing with Herschel Walker down in Georgia—that's your home yep. state.
1: Aren't you proud?
0: I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Well, it's not. Why even worse did you have my, to say
1: yeah, why did you have to But put I, me I, out I, I know. I thought about that.
0: I know, yeah. right? I know the the thing about Herschel Walker is exactly what you said. I feel like he's saying whatever it takes to get People, him elected. Well, that's State what they do. I
1: what was it? I just read that Kanye West went to some big fashion st- show and had what was it controversial? Um, White Lives Matter, and we already know that, but he felt the need to push it, you know? And if people were saying he will say and do anything to draw attention to himself, whenever he's got some new project, people will sit back and feel like, okay, what can I say that will get me some attention? And uh, they'll do and say anything. Yeah.
0: That is just so sad. It is so bad. So I saw an interview with him. um, Lindsay Davis interviewed him. She's an ABC news anchor. And she she, interviewed uh,
1: Herschel Walker.
0: She interviewed Herschel Walker. And she asked him if the story was true. This woman has come out to say that she was asked to have two abortions. One, she didn't. And the other she did. And, She asked, he was asked some time ago, like last week or the week prior to this interview, if he knew who would be putting such a tale out about him. And he said, no, I have no idea. It's just a lie. Right. And she asked him this time, do you know who's saying this about you? And he said, yes. And she said, well, just last week, you said you didn't know. And he goes, I do know now who it is. And he said, it's an absolute lie. She point blank said, are you saying that this woman is lying? He said, yes, it's an October surprise. And, and it's a flat out lie. And I'm just going to continue campaigning as if nothing was ever said.
1: So what does that mean? Well, but see, you know, I I can't keep up because there is almost, is there any hypocrisy though in there in terms of, okay, people are all up in arms, I guess, because he's running, um, you know, and he's supposed to be against abortion. And now he wanted a, a woman to have an abortion, but then, we're upset because women can't have an abortion and they've taken away our rights. So I'm just trying to understand. So are we then pandering to whatever is popular at the time? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> you know I mean, pick a side. Pick a side. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I, I get it. I get it. But, but um, here's the thing: the reason it matters is
0: because he's running for uh, the Republican Party, and so they, I get it. the family values, Christian, um, the evangelical Christians support that um, that yeah. um, group, and so if you are an evangelical Christian and this man is found out to be lying. What do you do? Do you still vote because you are all about the party? Like, yeah, isn't that a conundrum for them, like to be in, to be, and, and we all know that, you know, there's so many stories. This is just one story about Mr. Walker. There's so many stories about where he's not told the truth about his education, about just so many yeah. things, right? And, uh, when is enough enough? I mean, this guy, I mean, I don't want to just say it, it, it appears that he's a liar. I don't know that he is. I mean, he could be. It just something's not quite right with him. I mean, he admitted to the stories about he admitted to the stories about his education yeah. and that they weren't I, true.
1: So I so he did. I don't we know. We forget
0: and we forget so quickly.
1: Yeah. And I get it. I'm about the lying being a big piece of it, but to me, the larger concern is he's unqualified. That well do. So, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so, I mean, that's what we need to be, be looking have.
0: at yeah, he uh, is not when we're
1: qualified. talking about looking, when we're talking about uh, electing people because, you know, when, the question was out there with the former president, did you want this person to have access to the, um, the code to um, start a nuclear war? And of course, the answer to that was no, but uh, I'm sitting on pins and needles because of what's going on in Ukraine and all of that bubbling up. So it's just, yeah, I'm telling you, I wake up every day and I feel like it's Groundhog Day and I mean, it's bad and it just keeps happening and I'm just watching it going, please, you know? Yeah.
0: Luke, I'm just going to ring the bell Ding, 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 ding You just hit the nail on the head He is not qualified But I was going to make a joke and say What he made me realize Is that I could run for Senate (laughs) (laughs) I mean Really
1: Yeah
0: Yeah. It's some scary stuff I mean, he's actually getting support, and people don't care because they and, want their party to win. Exactly.
1: And that's that's where we are. They place party above um, the welfare of this country, the well being of this country.
2: Well-being. And um,
1: yeah, that's, um, that's, I just never thought I would see the day. I, I, I
0: never I, thought I would
1: see the and, day. And, you know, and I tell you, in, in, um, Um, Just to be transparent, I grew up in the South. So I grew up hearing a lot of the songs about patriotism and, and how you love the country. And so that stuck with me. And when you grow up and you see people taking sides like this, and it's all about their party with no regard for what's happening to this country. You just, it's, it's some, it's, these are scary times we're in. But when I look at it, Teresa, what I keep remembering is something that's, you know, on a basic level, you know, about a house divided cannot survive. And what we're doing now is just to the detriment of us all. And uh, that's what's scary to me. But, um, Teresa, on another note, you know, I'm constantly, um, keeping up with sports and when I get up in the morning I have to check ESPN and Bleacher Report and everything to see who won what happened but the story what's going on now is that scandal about uh, Brett Farr. um you know what was that? yeah see I knew when I said that okay <laughs> Teresa you can pretend that you're trying to work with me on this um he used to be a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers quite popular I think he was there before Aaron Rodgers but anyway, now here is this man who is very successful as yeah. a, as a, as a, in the NFL. But he has been embroiled in a scandal in Mississippi where he allegedly was paid uh, $1.1 million from welfare funds. And he received this money that was designated for needy families in that area. Because he wanted to get um, a volleyball, you know, uh, facility built at his alma mater, and he he talked with the governor. And I don't know whether these people were impressed with him and the people who were managing the funds, but it is a big brouhaha now because he, yeah,
0: are you about that?
1: I did not yeah, hear about yeah. that. And, he and, was
0: saying- and
1: they they have text messages that they've now found where he said he didn't know, you know, that's where the money was coming from. But they have, uh, I, I've seen one text that allegedly came from him where he's asking, will people be able to find out I received this money? Is there a way it can be, you know, that I'm not, in, you know, implemented um, in this, that I'm not called out or no I'm not, um, they're not told that I'm involved in this. So implicated, that's the word I'm looking for. But anyway, so he, um, yeah, the state, he received this money and it was to go to the University of Southern Mississippi. They received 5 million in welfare money. He wanted a new volleyball facility on the campus. So, Lou. welfare funds which were intended, and now in that state, I, I read somewhere I didn't include it in this that I'm trying to remember. I know the um average income is very low, it is not, um, you know, a well off area, and yeah, he's misappropriated welfare money,
0: yeah. So, the you said that this man was very a very popular quarterback. Yeah, 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 Very so when you Fair said much very much, popular, was he a high-paid, was he... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. why couldn't he just use his own $5 million?
1: Well, you know what, Teresa, that's a good question. You know what I thought about? This is what I'm saying. We have just lost something. Because when you have money, I- I've seen this too, I really have. You know, when people, some people have money and they get used to getting things free. Like they get all the perks that come with that status and that position. They start being reluctant to spend their own money. And use their own funds for things because much of their lives have been lived around people giving them things. People are sort of mesmerized by them. You know, they get the best seats. They get free tickets. They get, you know, escorts. They get the perks and people feel like, um, well, I shouldn't have to pay for that. Let the little people pay for that. And if it, it, it becomes, um, You know, they sort of lose sight of it. But these are welfare funds. And, you know, I used to sit on the um, State Board of Social Services and, and used to be a social worker. I cannot believe someone would not think in their mind that this is wrong.
0: Not only that, Lou, like, what was the impact of that? Did some people go hungry because they didn't they they didn't have that five million dollars. That's what I'm well, thinking about. How did these people who suffered as a result of him getting a volleyball stadium?
1: Well, yeah, yeah. But then, I mean, this is at the highest level in the but state. You
0: said something, do He knew it was wrong. If he didn't right. want to be implicated, he knew it was wrong.
1: But the governor, sort of, from what I read, tried to push back with FAR a bit, like. You know this might not be a good idea, but they still went along with it. Allegedly, okay? Okay. But yeah, girl, that blows my mind. But,
2: I did no, not know about I, that. That's not been mainstream
1: news, has it? I haven't seen that story. Teresa, it's been. I mean, but you know, you may not read that, but yeah, it's been all over. It, it is. When I saw it, I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But but then. I've seen people operate sometimes and I do know it's almost like they get in a bubble where they have a lot of money, but you might be expected to pay for something, but certainly you don't expect me to pay for it, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess like I I haven't reached that status just yet.
1: (laughs) But yeah, but I would hope, but I would hope. Um, when you reach it, that you can process still that, okay, that's not something I should be doing. That's just not right. You know? Right. right. Yeah. But when you're operating like that and you, you know, you sort of lose sight and you don't have anyone in your circle to help keep you grounded. And maybe check you. I think sometimes that happens. And then people can just get greedy, you know? Yeah, Yeah. that's true. You know? That's true. That's unfortunate. And if if you, if your barometer is in any way, he was a quarterback, sure, made a lot of money, but the governor, if the governor thinks we can do this. Is the the governor still
0: in office?
1: I I don't know if they've uh, what's happened with him. I know that there is an investigation going on uh, now, but he clearly was implicated in these texts for because he wanted to get a volleyball uh, new volleyball volleyball um, facility, and money welfare funds were misused.
0: Wow, that is just too bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that is too
1: so, bad. Yeah, yeah, so a lot of a uh, lot of stuff going on in the news. But Teresa, when you talked about earlier about um, one of the ways that you can prevent breast cancer was limiting the alcohol um, yeah. intake. October is actually what do they call it? Sober October, where oh. this is the month where a lot of have you heard about that? They abstain no. from alcohol, and certainly we've started the month, but. You don't have to let that uh, let you off the hook. You can still, folks can still start that now and maybe go until the mid or no um, mid November. But it's the month, the time they call it sober October, where people abstain from alcohol for 31 days. And um, it's something that people do to take a break from alcohol. And taking a break from alcohol can actually improve your overall health. And it's also allowed some people to to make um sort of it's a good time to make an assessment about, you know what, do I need to drink like I used to I've heard cases where people you know, they weren't alcoholics I had a problem, but just maybe socialized a bit more and then started thinking, you know what? I like going out with my friends and not having, uh, you know, any alcohol with dinner. I don't need that. And so people have started this thing called Sober October, and it's a challenge um, where it's a good way to help reset the body. And again, to help, it's a good time to help reevaluate, reevaluate your relationship with alcohol
0: so, so how,
1: how are you doing uh, not doing that yet and don't worry about it because you know what <laughs> to steal a, a, a line from Tabitha Brown that's my business see you know what you always <laughs> take things too far you take things too far that's none of your business <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I couldn't
0: wait for you to finish
1: <laughs> you know what you just... whatever that's my business but uh, I might be gearing up the next year, though. Don't you worry about it, okay? <laughs> but seriously, Teresa, they yeah, said I that know, people experience they experience overall improved um, cardiovascular health and weight loss. So that's yeah, that's yeah, something. Right. An improved immune system, uh, improvements in memory, mood changes, clean clearer skin. So it's mm-hmm. um it's a good time. Chris, yeah. you get on you get on my nerves, okay? But anyway, let's go. <laughs> you know what? Let's go. let's go on to the next thing.
0: The Do next thing, <laughs> we're talking about. We're about to start talking about good things that are happening, right? Okay. Good okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So I have a woman that I'd like to report about. Her okay. name is Karen Arkpan. Right I hope I'm saying her last name properly, but she's known on social media as the mom Trotter. Have you heard of her? No, the mom trotter uh-uh. yeah, mm-hmm. so she started her blog <laughs> back in, in the back in 2017 to document and share budget travel hacks for people right-huh so she wasn't a she wasn't a big spender, but um she talks about how. Debt can sneak up on your lives, right? Uh-huh. So um, and the the creep she called it ultimately caused her family lo- to lose the ability to stay on top of their debt, okay? So uh-huh. her husband she she had a pretty decent job as a um, as a clinical researcher, and her husband stayed home with the son. So long story short, in 2019, she lost her job, but she Mm -hmm. continued to blog, right? She continued to blog. They had an expensive home in California, Mm -hmm. um, so an expensive mortgage. They had car payments. They had student loans, Mm -hmm. right? And they had, because she lost her job, really quickly deleted depleted their emergency right, funds. Right, right. yeah, so yeah, she yeah. thought, I can't live this way, and nor was it a good look for their son. She didn't want their son to learn they, you know, she yeah. wanted to model a different style of living for her son. So guess what they did, Lou? Hmm. They sold their house and bought an R V with the proceeds. <laughs> I don't
1: know. A lot um, of people are doing that, Teresa. They
0: bought an R V and get this, the first, now she's blogging about this all along, right? The first night she slept in that RV, she expected to not be able to sleep, you know, because that's what she was experiencing. She didn't expect anything to change. She slept more sound than she had in a very long
1: time. So yeah, I don't, you don't that have she, that stress, that debt stress on you, you know? Debt, right. So their
0: budget was two thousand dollars a month that covered their food their gas their health insurance and some other bills yeah so like i said continuing to blog you know work with me stay with me she continued
1: to blog i'm with you
0: okay Uh, so lou get this
1: teresa you're hilarious you say you say stay with me lou like you're telling me some complex chemistry pro pro, a problem or something well, I don't know if it would be chemistry or math. That's not my area, but you get my, you get my point.
0: <laughs> Go on. Okay. And you know, I know you, 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 you were like, you're so long winded. Take you forever. Well, well, you know
1: me well. I'm saying to myself, good Lord. <laughs> yes, I do.
0: Cause you've said it before. Okay. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Okay. So she's blogging, Lou, not knowing that you can make money from blogging. This woman went from yeah. zero to th- ten thousand dollars per campaign. Now she didn't explain in this; yeah. it was it wasn't explained what a blog campaign was, but just imagine if she's doing several of those a month, yeah, ten thousand dollars. So her living expenses were $2,000 per month. She's making at least 10,000 if she's doing one, but she sold their house and they paid off $2,000 in debt and increased their net worth to more than 200,000. And she credits all of this to losing her job. So she homeschools her kid. She homeschools him and they travel all over the world, all over the world. Right. And she blogs about this. She talks. Okay. She, she what? OK, what?
1: Teresa, I'm going to tell you. OK, now you always say I write pretty well and I, I think I do. OK, so you are just going to have to take one for the team. I need you. <laughs> you don't have to take one for the team. I say you hit rock bottom. I'll be there to write about- <laughs> I will be there to write about it all. Now, somebody, I mean, really, I think it's the least you can do. Teresa, stop being, you know, you don't have to live that little lifestyle you're living. Give it up for the team. I will write about it. And then, you know, we get paid.
0: Now that is hilarious. You are willing to sacrifice hey. me. Yes, because, you know,
1: I'm I'm here for us. Teresa. Yeah. I so think you should take what. Give up that high-paying job of yours. <laughs> here's
0: a quote that she said she used in the article. Being able to travel internationally puts us in a place where he's in front. He's right front and and talking about our son, and center mm-hmm. of all of it. So he's really learning to be a global citizen, which has really been a goal of mine. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they travel to Scotland. I mean, all over the, all of yeah. the tropical island, Caribbean islands. I mean, they yeah. he studies from wherever they travel to, and she's not thinking about going back to that clinical research job. I bet.
1: She's but the you game. know, I watch you know HGTV the. Um... You know where they search for homes internationally, and couples, families move out of the country. That's that's one of my favorite things: international house hunters. Um, but that's what I see with the kids when they they are exposed to all different cultures. They learn different languages. That's um, you, you just watch them flourish in those new environments. So, yeah, wow,
0: yeah, a new hero,
1: of course. Yeah. It yeah. is
0: amazing. It's an amazing story.
1: Wow! And look what happened. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's good stuff, Teresa. I still think you know we could actually do that if you if you didn't uh, want to live your little plush lifestyle. I think I think we could do that. But uh, my good news was about um, last week. I think it was President Biden announced. That he was pardoning thousands of people Convicted in federal courts For possession of cannabis Mm. That's a lot of people Primarily people of color Who have been in prison So he said that he was going to issue Full pardons with anyone charged In a federal court Um, So um, that the New York Times Estimated that that would clear up the rap sheet over perhaps more than 7,500 nonviolent drug offenders who have been held in federal prisons. That yeah, was great
0: and, news. And some yeah. of them for a very long time because it was considered the same as um, some other strong narcotics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And we all know that marijuana, I mean, the, the yeah. worst, I mean, they're going to the eat everything. Yeah in the kitchen and go to sleep but it's what they tell me because i've never indulged myself but (laughs) i haven't
1: really okay i'll have to save that conversation but offline but folks you get what i mean right okay (laughs) go on go on
0: (laughs) (laughs) nothing to add what kind of little
1: what kind of little life did you live
0: (laughs) okay all
1: right but uh, but yeah, so that was um, that was breaking news, and I was excited to hear that. And uh, hopefully, some of my relatives will be impacted. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but but uh, that's good stuff. But um, but um, Twist, you got any more good news? Anything? Any more news? Is that I'm it? I'm
0: done for the day. I'm done. Okay.
1: All right. Well, I tell you. Let me see. Let me check where we are. Oh, well, you know, folks, you missed it because I was going to actually do a bedtime story, and I had to fight Teresa to get permission to even to.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. Did we lose, Lou? Looks like we lost right, her. Well,
1: um, it has been wonderful oh. being here with you today. Teresa, do you want to tell them what? Well, we've got, of course, um, our conference coming up. This coming weekend, Earrings Off Empowered Women, Empower the Community Conference. So, Teresa, that's going to be Friday, October 14th. We won't have it by Zoom. It's going to be live. So if you're not in the Richmond, Virginia area, just send us good energy at about 6.30 p.m. because we will have um, a group of women together where we're going to chat, have fun, and just relax. And um, you know why? Because We can because we earned it yep. and uh, we make no apologies for it. So we are right. excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So in um, our next show, our next live show is going to be Tuesday, November the 8th at 8 PM here on fireside. And I tell you, Teresa and I, we are going to be working hard so that we can bring you some guests. We know some great people who can talk with you about various topics and they're willing to come on earrings off. So once we get through this conference, we are going to shift our focus back to um, trying to make sure that we bring you some good material here on fireside. So we are excited about that. Okay. Teresa, do you have anything else to add at this point? I don't, but we
0: have someone who had joined the stage,
1: uh, Rowena. Uh, yeah, hi.
0: Louisiana. Oh,
2: hi. Hello. Uh, hi, Rowena. Welcome. Thank you. I'm in Australia, and listening to you both, it's just great. You're so funny, and I love all the topics you're talking about. It's just oh. really great to hear. Really well, great, great to hear the conversation. Well, thank, thank you. you
1: very much appreciated thanks for joining us <laughs> mm, I
2: like can I ask you a question where did the concept of earrings off come from
1: <laughs> oh, well is- Rowena it's like everything else on this show I thought of it all by myself Teresa you know <laughs> she just sort of sits there like a lump on a log no I'm just kidding <laughs> we we uh we labored over that Teresa you want to talk about that
0: Well, I'll tell you what it means. Right. So it was a, it didn't come easy. And, you know, there is some truth to what Lou said. I mean, it was her idea, but what it means is that, um, you know, in, in, in our culture, you know, you will hear somebody saying they're going to take their ring earrings off to do battle. And so like, but we mean it in a positive way. We're not fighting to hurt anyone. We're fighting to save our community and people. So we provide information that is good for people, that people can learn from, and can actually benefit and use. So basically, that's what it is. We're taking off our earrings to get down to business. And there's a more in-depth um, description of that. You'll find on our homepage, on our website, www.earingsoff.com amazing and, uh, i'll have to
2: check it out
0: it's so great do.
2: like it it's like that expression you know gloves off you know i've heard yeah, that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um but i love that you are just like you're keeping it real you're bringing you know honesty yeah. to the table yeah i love oh, that well, awesome
1: you. and Teresa and i we believe that the world is heavy and we're not about being divisive and all of that we like for people to come together And we can disagree, but we can talk and try to move forward together. We believe in that Mm -hmm. wholeheartedly. So that's just Mm -hmm. we need
2: we need more of those types of conversations at the moment, I think.
1: Yeah.
2: Anyway, thank thank you you so much. It's been great listening to you. I'm gonna jump off the stage, but I'll check you out next time. Thank you so much. All right, take care. Thank you. Take good care. All right.
1: Okay. So that is uh, it for us this evening. Again, thank you so much, everyone, for uh, joining us here at Earrings Off. We will see you in November. Take good care.
0: Take good care.